This is the Hawthorne 73 Drive Podcast. Design, rigor, innovate, victory, everyone. What's driving you? Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the D73 Drive Podcast. I am John Reed, the Director of Instructional Technology in the Hawthorne School District. Hi, I am Kira Maturo, assistant, <laughs> assistant superintendent of innovative learning. Easy for you to say. Yes, exactly. <laughs> beep, beep. We are back to drive with you today. So this time our topic is innovate. And sometimes we will feature some cool tools that you can use, some tips, some ideas on these episodes. Sometimes we will talk of people that are innovating in different ways. And so I have a little bit of a story today mm -hmm. that as I was reading up on some things, I, I found a really interesting story. And so I think kind of the goal of our episode today is to talk about how do we get our students to innovate. Yes. And John and I, as director of innovative learning and assistant superintendent of innovative learning, we keep saying, what does it mean to innovate? Like, and that's what we talk about a lot. And we also talk about how innovative are we as a district in our classroom. So we're, we're constantly challenging ourselves and we keep coming up to like definitions of innovation and we're, uh, that you innovate before you have to. So meaning like, it's not like you're forced to change anything, but you, you change because you want to improve something. So think about that as we hear this story and we talk a little bit about innovation today. So I want you to, I, first of all, I want you to share that quote that you shared with me about the, uh, the candles. Yes. Yeah, so here I um, shared with John a quote that kind of helps me wrap my head around innovation. And the quote says, the electric light did not come from the continuous improvement of candles. And that's by Oren Harari. And I just keep thinking about like, we could have continued with tons and tons of candles, but somebody said, okay, we've got to change it. Candles still work, right? They still work. They still, but somebody wanted to think about somebody. Mm -hmm. And we know who that is. Isn't it Edison? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. I'm like, uh oh. So Edison decided we wanted to improve, change the candle. But the candle's still here, still works in some situation. So love that quote. Oddly enough today, I had a meeting earlier today and I had my iPad with me with my Apple Pencil that I can use to take notes mm -hmm. in it. And just for some reason or another, I decided I want to do pen and paper today. Hmm. So I, being the director of instructional technology, I put out, old pulled school. out my old school pen and paper <laughs> and it was totally fine. Now I did snap a picture of it and put it into my notes oh. for later, but so I did use technology, but yes. I decided to go a little old school today. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I do have a story. This is about a university student. I think he's graduated since this story took place. It was earlier this year, but this university student had an idea and this idea was kind of an innovative way to try to help a particular demographic. And it was along the same lines of, could they have continued doing things the way they were doing? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Then it would still work. But this innovation is going to bring about new ways of enjoying a particular pastime. So basically the story is the student named Omar Salem. He was a soccer fan and university student in Ireland. And he discovered that I think it was about 43% of visually impaired people in the United Kingdom reported as being soccer fans. Wow. So, but they typically have to watch, I'm putting quote fingers in the air that you can't see, that they have to watch matches with someone narrating the details. So you have to have a friend that will watch the match and tell you what's going on. And I'm sure they're gonna leave out 
certain details. You don't get all the details. Um, of course not. So fast. How right. could they? It's, it's fast paced. So mm -hmm. you're going to miss a few things here and there. But what Salem wanted to do was he wanted to be able to, and this is a direct quote from him, to develop a better way for visually impaired fans to enjoy the game without having to rely on commentary or a friend. So sure, they could turn on TV, they can listen to the commentary on there, but they wanted to try to figure out something different. So basically what they did with that goal in mind, he co-founded a company called Field of Vision hmm. with two of his classmates from Queens University in Belfast in Northern Ireland. The two classmates were David Deneher and Tim Farrelly. So basically what they did was they created this AI software and they outfitted cameras with their program and they put them around a soccer stadium. I, for any of, if there's anybody listening that's from Ireland or the UK, I'm sorry, I'm not calling it football. I used to live over there. I know it's football, but I'll call it soccer because our primary audience here is, is Americans. So basically what they did was they put these cameras around the soccer stadium outfitted with their AI program they had created. And the person who would be enjoying the match at home has this portable device, probably about the size of an iPad. It has kind of a tactile representation of the field on the device and a little magnetic piece that is supposed to simulate the ball. And so basically what they do is they would rest their finger on that magnetic piece and the cameras that are in the, the soccer stadium would then kind of scan the game and watch what's going on. And I believe it was 0.5 of a second after whatever occurs on the field, it takes 0.5 of a second to take that information, have it processed by the AI, transmit it to the person sitting at home with their device, wow. and that magnetic piece starts to move. And with your finger oh, resting on it, cool. you get a sense of where it is on the field. And, and there's other pieces, I, I believe there's a way that as you're holding this device, it gives you other haptic feedback. You've probably heard the word haptic when you went to get a new iPhone or something like that. Um, when your phone buzzes, when you do certain things, like if you have a watch and it buzzes to let you know about your calendar or your your heartbeat, or when you type on the keyboard on your phone and you feel a little buzz every time you hit the keys, that's haptic feedback. So basically what this does is it gives the person little vibrations to indicate, okay, now the other team has stolen the ball. Okay, now this person has the ball. So they've got all kinds of input wow, that's... that you can get that you might not necessarily get from a friend telling you about the game or maybe you're involved in the game or right, right. I mean, it and you're involved like in the you're game. Part of right right so it's even more so much than more... the steam right <laughs> right yeah they did better right you might know more about the game uh -huh. yeah so basically it's like i said it's it's 0.5 of a second so you're you're basically getting it all happening in real time and the other great part about this is a lot of their advanced features they didn't even necessarily think about on their own they went back and this is where you can kind of transmit this into our classrooms and kind of how we work with our students, a lot of the more advanced features, they went back and they iterated those features by talking to members of the visually impaired yeah. community and asking what would make this better for you. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it buzzes for you in this way. Would it be better or how would you hold so this? Cool. And how would you getting all that kind of feedback and then making their product better? So what I did read in the article was that they had outfitted one or two soccer stadiums with these cameras earlier this year. They were hoping to be able to do it do it during the World Cup. I didn't get a chance to see if they did. World Cup this summer. And it sounds like if this is something that continues, they'll just be able to outfit more and more stadiums with stuff like this. But it just, to me, that was a really interesting story. And it kept, it made me think of, we have in some of our classes, we'll ask student things, students things like, you know, how are we going to solve? Think of a problem that right. you'd like to solve. And sometimes we get blank faces because right. they just, there's a lot of problems in the world and they don't know where to start. So... Uh, to me, this just was a great example of just 
I, even I, like it almost, it almost seems like a small problem, it, but it's not small to the like, visually impaired people exactly. that, that it helps. And I, I think as we talked about this problem earlier, the story earlier, how did these kids like? What is it about these three boys that thought we want to solve this problem? We, we talked about in our classrooms, how do we keep making sure kids are creative? Mm -hmm. Because in order to innovate, you have to believe you can do something differently, right? And we know all the studies, you know, Sir Robinson always talks about, Ken Robinson always talks about how as kids get older, they lose their creativity. So they come in and kindergartners believe, oh, I can do this, I'm gonna do it this way. But somehow or another, our school system zaps that creativity out of them. So how are we thinking about creativity in our classroom, letting kids know that they can pose their own problems and their own solutions, that there's not one right way to do everything. Like, as we reflect on the experiences kids are having every day, do we have opportunities where we let things get messy, that we let them get like, whoa, this didn't work, but I'm going to try it another way. Because it's it's amazing to me that these boys, mm -hmm. these young men, like came up with that and said, we're going to try this. Yeah, We're going to go outside the box and be innovative. No right. more no more candles. Right. Electric bulb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Candles are still good, but, right. you know, exactly. but we have the electric bulbs. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. We will be back here again next week. Next week, our topic is victory. Yes, I we're, love victory. So, so we're going really to be talking about some ways in which Hawthorne teachers are victorious in their classrooms. That's right. Winning. We'll be looking for you, Hawthorne teachers. You're going to be sharing your stories. Thanks again for joining us. All right. We'll see you all back here next week. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the D73 Drive podcast. Design. Rigor. Innovate. Victory. Everyone. What's driving you? <laughs>